Every business, whether or not they realize it, is an idea business. The people at Gray have a long history of creating famously effective ideas. And so, with Gray Matter, we explore the ideas shaping our world. We ask creative minds from all corners of life how they came up with their best ideas. And that's what matters for Gray Matter. On this bonus series of Gray Matter, we're gonna examine what makes a great idea. Hi, I'm John Petrolis, Worldwide Chief Creative Officer at Gray. We're gonna take a closer look at some of the ideas we featured on the podcast through the lens of the creative criteria we use at Gray. The creative criteria is our simple way of looking at and interrogating an idea to help make sure you've got a great one. We boiled it down into four components that will reveal themselves in the series, and we're going to focus on one for each episode. Today, we're looking at our third pillar, craft, which we define as every element being a perfect expression of the idea. Today, we'll chat with one of my old friends and previous Gray Matter guest, Keith Cartwright. Last year, we spoke with Keith about starting the nonprofit Creative Collective Saturday morning, but today, we dive into our time together at TBWA Shy Day as creative partners. For those who might not know, typically in advertising, ads are created by creative teams, including a copywriter and an art director. Now, these two roles work hand in hand to develop and craft what you see. Keith was the art director, I wrote copy, and we worked together until we went our separate ways as creative leaders. As always, I had a great time talking with Keith. Our conversation focuses on advertising craft, but we hope that something you hear today can help you hone your craft. Here's Keith Cartwright. So I wanted it to anchor it in something. So I'll give you the definition. You can tell me if I'm right or wrong or if you agree with it. So the definition is every element is a perfect expression of the idea. Nice. Oh, you like it? Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right. That's right. You nailed it, man. I was talking to one of our clients the other day and we're, we're in the make. Right? Yeah. Yeah. And uh, what I say to my team is like, I know it was really, really hard to get here, but this is actually now the most important thing to focus on. Yes. Um, because we've, we've done, we've done all the sort of intellectual, conceptual, strategic work. They bought into that. And uh, sometimes it's easy to just relax your shoulders and, uh, you know, and just get it through the finish line. Client's happy. Um, and and it's, it's really easy to sort of turn a blind eye to some of the smaller things. Yes. And uh, what I said to the client was talking about something small, like, uh, well, in their mind, something kind of small about like, well, you know, who do we pick for the food stylist? And, you know, can we, can we find someone who kind of resembles this, this look and feel? Yeah. And I went back to the brief. Yeah. Right. And I said, Hey, I said, every single thing we do within the, within the confines of craft needs to be reflective of what we found as an insight for this idea and the concept. So, we, you know, we, 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 we talked about it for 15, 20 minutes about yeah. how it's important for this thing to look and feel and the tone and why and um, what it can't be, what it was and what it's not now, right? Yes. And, uh, and I, because I think if you, if you overlook those little things, as you know all too well, John, you, you'll, you'll turn around and be like, what happened? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, like, oh, this was, huh, I guess this is just going to be okay. It's just going to be. I mean, it's good. Yeah. Yeah. I I think that's it. In the, the, it doesn't honor the idea. It doesn't honor the idea. If you're not, if you're not paying 
attention to every element of it. I think it's, I think it's part of it. I think it's a great way to, to talk about it because I think it is a word that gets used and to represent a, almost a certain kind of expression. When they say crafted, generally, I think a lot of people mean well-designed instead of um, it's designed correctly or expressed correctly through language or experience to reflect the idea. The, the example I, I use because it uh, is the best one I can think of and it shows my age nicely is old punk rock flyers, is that they were perfect expressions of do-it-yourself, of immediacy, of it, you wouldn't look at them and say like, oh man, someone spent a lot of time perfectly crafting, but it was actually perfectly crafted for the idea and the energy they're trying to, to put out, even to the media where they just like stole media, just stuck them on any, you know, any uh, telephone pole they, they could get it on. Where do you think you got your love for it? Because you, you love it as much as anyone I know. Yeah. You know, I, um, you know, this John, I started as a graphic designer. That's what I went to school for. And I went in, I went into studying graphic design completely blind to what the, the discipline was. And I was fortunate to have some professors who just, just, I mean, it was boot camp. It was so hard. I mean, literally on the first day they said, I want you to look to your left and I want you to look to your right. One of those people will not be here by the next quarter. And, and then they just drilled it into you. And when you, when you start, and obviously I'm speaking for myself, but it, it gets down to it. When you start like recognizing the curve of a typeface, right. And you start to see the differences in color and you start to understand what good sound is and what bad sound is. Right. Mm-hmm. You can't unsee it. Yeah. Right. So when you fall in love with craft, it's not that you're obsessed with trying to make something perfect. You're just trying to, you can't unsee it, so you have to do it. It's it, it, you're driven by it because it'll just keep you up at night. It'll agitate you. It'll make you angry, and yeah. you're just trying to actually calm calm your anxiety <laughs> yeah, <that's laughs> when you're when you're trying to craft something right. You're just like I yes. just want to I just want to chill, man. So let's yeah. just let's just let's just actually work on this thing. I can personally chill the f- out. Sorry, yeah. so, but you know that's what I got. One more story. I got one more story. Yeah, let's hear it. Uh, yeah, my. Um, my early, this is another college story. Uh, I don't know why I'm feeling so nostalgic today, but uh, when I was in, you know, I went to school to be a painter and, and um, yeah. this is when I realized, I'm like, uh, maybe I should try. <laughs> uh, <right? laughs> but I'm in there and I, you know, it, I was, it was an illustration course and I'm in there and my, my illustration professor, he's a famous illustrator. He's like a part of the society of illustrators. He's like a God. Yes. Trying, I, I thought the drawing was really good. But I, I had run out of money and I couldn't go buy, and this is a small thing, but hear yeah. it out. I couldn't, I couldn't afford to go buy white masking tape. Okay. So I just, I had some, you know, everyday, you know, Manila masking oh boy. tape, right? Oh no. Oh so no. I taped the whole thing up and I was painting and, and my professor walks over and he's like, what are you doing? I said, I'm, ta-, you know, I was talking about the painting. He's like, no, no, no. He's like, what is that around your painting? I was like, well, you know, it's masking tape. It's just to make sure that it's a clean line and see yeah. what I had. It, it, it works well. I made sure I was really positioned about it. He's like, but the color of that is going to affect your painting. Yeah. I was like, I don't, he's like, you, you don't see it, but you will. Yeah. And everything you're doing right now is being bounced off of that, that color. 
Yeah. So it was like that. You're like, I just don't have any money for tape, man. (laughs) I was like, can you can I borrow five dollars? Nice lesson, but can I get a couple bucks? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I can't even eat. I can't even go down and get a slice of sabaro. Talking about domestic tape. It's a perfect example, though. And yeah. now it's so clear yeah. to you. You wouldn't even consider doing that now uh, because of how you how you view the world. I mean, that man, that is a classic, uh, and we both know this, the Lee Clow clear thumbtacks. I made the mistake of putting <laughs> and some beautiful work up on a wall. <laughs> and I had, you know, tacked up there, maybe a couple red tacks, the yellow. I mean, he just came in, and it was like, I that was, a, that was just a mistake. I never did it again. And you know what, John? Like, I, the thing, I, I thought about that. A lot. You know, I, I did a project with him when I was uh, a couple years ago and, and they, everyone tells you before you go in the room, like, make sure all the, th- like, what is that red thumbtack doing in here? And you could, you could very easily mistake it as he's being a prima donna. He's being a jerk. Like, why, what, what does it matter? But I mean, to the nth degree, his anxiety goes up and he can't focus on the thing. Right. Is all he focuses on is why isn't that uniform? So it's not just the thumbtacks, man. It's like everything needs to be measured an inch from each other, right? And everything needs to be on eight and a half by 11 by 17. Like it just needs to. So when he walks in, he can focus on the idea. And and for him, it's difficult when things are are, are chaotic. I mean, he's, you know, he's classic uh, OCD, but that's okay. That's his deal. It's okay. And now it makes sense to me. I mean, I, I learned it. It's also, it is, it's respect for the work. It, it matters and it is allowing you to, to, to guide everything to, to the things that, that really matter. And I, cause I'll, I'll tell you like coming up with language, language is always what motivated me coming up, just like you were motivated visually. And I probably early on had, I probably did my attention to craft wasn't big. I just was so interested in language and rhythm and creating emotion with it that I kind of, and I even admired kind of looser everything in art. I just liked the feeling of improvisation a little bit looser. And I think, I'll be honest, I think it was when I got to California and when, you know, and then where we met that I came out from New York thinking like, if I had the idea, it kind of matter how it was made because idea is so good. Like it kind of, it's just going to, I don't care who makes it or I'll make it, doesn't matter. And, uh, you know, I got, I got cleaned up real quick when I, <laughs> <laughs> yeah i personally give that time period a lot of credit for my love for craft too because i had never seen a group of people a so focused on it yeah just in general the building was focused on it. Yes. like every single person knew what they were there for and what it was about now we had great ideas but man we crafted the hell out of it right i mean and and the amount of time we would spend i i personally considered my graduate school and learning how to edit at that place yeah yeah because you know what he, he was great yeah you know, it, it was it, he he he's you know seeing it as music uh, to or jazz understanding the rhythm of the edit yeah. like what's the pace stop okay you got the story down but why is it why don't i feel anything yet right okay let's spend some time and then just trying things you know, what you find, it's like, all right, this feels good. Tomorrow I'm going to blow this whole thing up and try something yeah. else because you <laughs> yeah. don't know. And you might do a yeah. whole other edit and find a little piece that's better. It could be two seconds. And you're like, oh, let's put that into the thing we did yesterday. Oh, that, that's better. I don't know why. It's just better. 
and and then man, when we get into you get into post and you're just like listening to how it all flows. To, working with the best people, I mean, you, you, again, you know this better than I do. Working with the best people in the mix is everything. It's everything, and, you know. And you, when you do that, and then you work with someone who is okay, you just you get fidgety. You're like, why is it not? Yeah, you know, when something's missing. So it's like all those things coming together, um, I, I think, is is what makes it great. And I, I think you look at some of the best ideas, um, at least on my list, like the craft just really just took it over the top. Always. Uh, but that, so in, it's like when you're saying that the elevation, and it's the thing we, we talk about all the time, and I think we both appreciate so much and care about so much and really, like you said, learned there and also really elevated in, in our time there is that the idea is never done and you, you never stop elevating it and that seeing simplicity, letting simplicity leave the door so that the craft is what elevates it um, and surrounding yourself with the best people so that you're constantly elevating each other. And I think when, when, when I was, when I think about, dedication to craft. I, I do feel that there isn't an overall drive for it right now. Um, and, and I don't mean from people or even clients. It's just that, and I, I, I happen to, I think it's speed. I think it's the need for, for pace that it doesn't always allow for the time. Uh, and like, like you said, to sometimes sit with something that feels great, feels great, but what if, what if, let me, let me walk away from it for 12 hours and come back and see if I still feel that and see what little adjustment I may make. Uh, it's harder. I think it's harder to get to right now. Yeah, I, I think that's right. And I, I'll say as a, as a visual artist, I, I miss putting my hands on things and not, 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 not to be overbearing, but to like to be able to touch a, a piece of paper or, and move a thing and, um, you know, I, back in the day, it was be able to cut a thing out because I think it, it's easy to say, well, that's, that's old school. And we, we, we certainly have tools that are, that allow us to move a lot faster, but have you asked yourself, what are you losing in the process by taking that away? Right. Um, because I think we, I think we, we embrace these tools and we should, but I, I think the nuances of some of these tools, um, hasn't been discovered yet. So in that moment where you're discovering the nuance of a new tool, you're missing out on the interesting texture that made something incredible. I mean, you could just look at the work. You know, I, I, I would go back to, you know, the work from the best work from 10 years ago to the best work from today. And it's not to say that they weren't great ideas and smart ideas, um, but they feel fast, right? Um, and they certainly don't feel like there was an attention to detail. Um, so I think if there's an open space for um, our 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 world to to jump in and start to take ownership of it's it's bringing craft back up. You'll stand out as an agency. You'll stand out as a company. You'll stand out as a creative um, because it's just going to stick out. Yes, because there's not a lot of it. No question. It's a, it's advice. I always, when I hate giving advice, but when if if someone asks for advice, like a, a creative coming up, asks, it's one of the things I. One of the few things I really, really think everybody, I mean, that's why I hate giving advice because everyone should be following their own path and following their own vision. But I do think get that skill 
and a level of craft in something. Because right. to me, it's like a, it's like a, it's like uh, let me think of it, and maybe I'll equate it with sports. It's like there's always there's always room on the on the on the football field for someone who can hit big hitter that you, you find you find room. Uh, there's always going to be room in an agency for someone who can just is the best writer or the absolute yeah. best designer, or the best art director, or the best sound person. Um, just excellence in your craft. You always you always make room for that person, and and always have a job. You know. You know when I think about my own staff and building my own staff, yeah. you know, you know I, I'm, I'll use another sports analogy, but it's really hard to find a five tool player. Mm, mm-hmm. It's hard. It's hard to find somebody who's just good at everything. And when you yeah, find those people, you kind of have to realize like they're incredibly special and they're probably not going to be around long. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. They're probably here long. Just take it back to that. <laughs> um, they're, they're unicorns. But, yeah. but the ones who are good at two things or three things, or maybe really, really good at one thing, yeah. it's, I feel like, John, it's our job to set those people up so that you're creating this incredible team so that they can play off of each other um, and and light you up. And then you know where to go when you want that thing, right? Um, there, are, there are art directors who are incredible designers who may not be uh, as incredible when it comes to sort of the conceptual bits. Yeah. Um, there are incredible conceptual uh, art directors who are not killer designers. And, you know, I'd encourage, I would encourage them to work on those things to get at least 20% better. Yeah. Um, but, you know, know what you know, what you're good at and, and, and make sure that you push that out. And, and in the spirit of craft, um, make sure that you're showing up to help deliver on that in product based on what you're strongest at. Yes. Um, yes. Yeah. It's good. When, uh, you know, you, you were, I'm going to go back to something you were, when you were talking about, you like getting your hands on something. I always, I always love it when, when, um, let's say a moment in the pitch or, uh, or it's when you're in the office and somebody brings out something physical, like they just print it out on some beautiful paper, some beautiful imagery. I always love that feeling. You bring it in. If you watch people instinctively touch it. Yeah. Like nobody just sits back and goes, oh, it's gorgeous. People come up and they put their hands on it because it's a human instinct. We're very drawn. We're drawn to beauty. And I think we're drawn to things that are, that are well-crafted. Um, and, and you can't, you just almost physically can't not get physical with it. And the draw that that, um, that, that creates. And because there isn't as much attention in the world sometimes to craft, like you said, the things that yeah. That do it really stand out and draw people to it. Yeah. It shoots off some, some level of dopamine. Yeah. You know, I think it's like, I, you know, I, I, you know, obviously I've met some designers and I'm just like so jealous of how good they are. And I, and I think I'm okay, but you know, you, you meet some designers and you're like, Oh man. And, and you want to, you want to learn, you want to emulate, you know, you want to emulate that, that thing that they can do really well and naturally. And they're so passionate about it. And I, I've met some writers and it's like, they just write differently. Yeah. Right. Yes. You just like the, the way they, the way they sort of construct a sentence or think about an idea. Um, I mean, you and I, you know, I, I put you in that category, John, I want you to be embarrassed Thank by it. Like the way that you can write a manifesto, deliver an idea off of that is special. And that is a part of the craft, right? And being able to say, I'm going to take a very simple idea that someone might throw away and say, well, that's commonplace. Like we already know that. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to introduce it to you in a way 
that is going to light you up in a way that you may not have seen it. I think that's the gift, you know, because it's really hard to find something new in the world, right? It's about taking something that you know and presenting it in a way that I have never seen before. Yes. Right. That's, that's the hard part. That's where the, the, the ones who understand craft can really get in there and, and other stuff. Yes. And yeah. it's what allows, uh, you know, thousands of people to paint a landscape, but the ones that crafted it, same landscape, same, you know, a lot of people have been painting in the South of France for a while. A few of them popped. Right. <laughs> uh, right. It is that, that, that beautiful ability to find the way to express your vision do it in your own unique way, but with, with the craft, with really owning. And you can feel the confidence that comes through is, man, this person really gets type. They really understand type or they really understand language. Uh, yeah. and, and you, yeah. I think you as a, a viewer, you feel that you, you, we revel in that kind of confidence and, and want to be taken somewhere with it. It's so, it's so important. So I'll go back to when we were working together. Another big lesson for me was uh, from our old head of production who will remain nameless. Yeah. And, and she, we were putting together, I mean, it, back in the day, it was just like, hey, look, here's the script, send the script over to the director and then get on the phone. And then, yeah. and so I had done that and I got a tongue lashing from our head of production. And she basically said to me, she's like, do you want to talk to the best directors in the world? So of course I do. She's like, well, then you need to show them that you understand what this can be. Yes. So I need you to put together a treatment as if you're a director. And I need you to build it out and make it as exciting as this idea is in your head. Because the script, just the script alone can't do that. Mm-hmm. And that's craft, right? I am yes. now, we are now out of this phase. Now we are walking into the, to, to the to the part of the, the part of the assignment where we really kind of get in there and pay attention to things and talk about things that a client may not really care about yeah. because they may not understand it. They may not have, and this is no disrespect, but they just may not have that level of taste or understanding of production. They may, it may just be lost in there. They may not care. Yes, but we gotta care, and that's that's when we get in there. And when a director sees that you care about something that much. Then they want to hang out with you. That's right. Every best people want to work with the best people. I mean, it's just that that simple. And they see a great idea, and they see uh, they feel the same thing when that deck comes through, and they know, okay, this is the talent. This is the type of yeah. person, the type of creative mind, and and they're they're going to be as focused on the craft as I want to be. So when you're talking about directors, I'm also thinking about the every level of craft, like the craft of the acting, the the craft that the performance literally is the thing that elevated. Right. Okay, so it was a good idea. We made all the right choices, but somebody brought something and elevated it again through their craft. So when everybody, I mean, I, I don't say, of course, it's happened through performance, happened through art, right? You just feel it every, every step of the way. And then, as you said, in, into the edit, into the mix, uh, the, man, the time, the sound mix always used to be one of my favorite. I don't get to go to them much anymore, but it always used to be one of my favorites. That's where it all was starting to tighten up and, and come together and listen to them on all the different yeah. speakers. And, um, yeah. Uh, I, I love the mix too, but you know, for me it was, this sounds boring, but like, I love when we get in the color, right? Cause your whole time you're looking at this thing and you're like in your mind, you know, it looks okay here, but man, I can't wait to get in there. 
with the DP and like set the look for this thing <laughs> and just start to like adjust and massage the lighting. And yes, <laughs> I, I, I will say I love, I love the coloring. And obviously, I honestly, I'm not that good at it. I just love being with people like you who are just the feeling of that. Since we don't have, we don't have, look, we still have projects where, where we have that, but since we don't have it, I think having, having craft in mind from the very beginning can also, is also important when you understand the limitations that you can still reach the, I believe you can reach the right idea and the right level and in, in an exquisite level of craft. It's right for the idea because you create an idea that's right for what you've got in front of you. I've got a day to make this instead of a year. I've got so the so the energy and the craft around it feels right for for what that idea and assignment was. Yeah, I, I think there's a there's and this is experience, but um, I think it's there's a special moment when you're coming up with an idea where you lay the idea down, right? You close out all the noise, and you ask yourself, "Is this good?" Right? Is this good? Is this going to be good? Right? Because what can happen is you can get all this data of people saying, okay, we solved their problem and it's right and hey, the client likes it and we're, we're almost there. And then you have to like, because all those people go away. <laughs> all those people eventually go away. And you know what you're going to do? You're going to be sitting in an edit and you're going to be like, oh man. Oh man. <laughs> I didn't think about whether or not this is good. And so, you know, you get to that point, right? And, and and here's the hard part. Here's the hard part. If it's not good, here's where leadership comes in. If it's not good, you got to be able to go to the client and be like, "Hey, we're going to bring you something better." This is because because it, it's either it's dying by a thousand cuts or something's happening to it. You got to be just like, "Hey, look, we're going to we'll work we'll work twice as hard. I'm going to take this from you because you're not going to be happy. We're not going to be happy. Believe in my experience, believe in our experience, uh, and let's take this away." Cause there's no opportunity for it to be good anymore. Yes. That was one. Uh, I learned that one from Jerry. Jerry was great at that. It was like, we got this idea. And if it starts getting, you know, open to discussion, but if it starts getting nipped away, just calmly, I'll work all night, but we're not doing that to this. And there's, there's, it's respectful. It's respectful to the work, it's respectful to the client. I'm not going to give you something substandard. Um, and this idea is too good to start to tinker with too much. Got to be open, but uh, you know, my thing's always as good or better as good. If it's as good, absolutely better. Absolutely. Anything else we got to start, start pulling that one back. You're talking about the, is is this good? And when I think about, I mean, we've called each other with that question and we, you know, you always have the friends and the people it's like, Hey man, I got this idea. Da, da, da. Yeah. Yeah. Is that, is that good? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> you come in all excited right. and it's like quiet yeah it's good right that's good yeah <laughs> you know? yeah straight with me yeah yeah and, that's right. a, and look i've done that with you man i, I yeah, want an honest answer because you just you, you, you just start to get blind to it and, and sometimes the best thing to hear is like no no it's not good i know you solved I, I know it's hard and i know you solved the problem and i know that cracked the brief sounds like everyone's happy man that's not good <laughs> maybe that maybe because of all that, that's not good. It becomes contagious, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So, you know, if, if, if the standard is set, like this is our craft standard, yes. this is the kind of work we make here. Yes. This is the things we believe in. This is the amount of attention to detail that we put towards things. This is the standard. Yes. And when you, when you see that, 
you, you, as, a, as, a, as a human, anyone who's competitive or anyone who just has a strong belief in what they do, they rise to the occasion, right? Absolutely. They start to work towards that goal. The opposite is also true, right? It's like, if, if, if everyone is kind of saying, oh, it's, it's okay, oh, it's fine, and, and the standard starts to get lower, then whoever is responsible for it last just set a new standard for the whole country. That's right. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Know, the bar is now there for everyone. And you start to point to the least thing as the place where you feel like, you know, you can't go versus aspiring to something that's absolutely incredible. Yes. I tell you, when I first, uh, I first got to BBH and that was one of the things I really wanted to focus on was the writing. I kind of was felt like, Hey, this, this is something that could affect right away and try to elevate the work. And I really did that simple thing is I won't say his name, but brought in hired literally the best writer I could possibly think of for uh, <laughs> script he wrote ended up being a very famous piece. But I remember he wrote that script. The answer was yes. And put it up on the wall and every writer came by. <laughs> I was like, okay, that's it. Now that is okay. Got it. That's, that's, that's what we're looking for. Uh, and like you said, set a, set a new standard and everyone knew and people rise to it. Like you said, people rise to it. It's what everyone wants. They just need some beacons to be drawn to. Uh, and that's why people that have it are always going to have a role. They're always going to have a role, no matter what happens in our industry and no matter it is human beings are going to crave a level of excellence in, in, in your craft or whatever your tool is, I think. Yeah. 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 I, I, you know, I, I go back to when I started in business and I was, I was a classic graphic designer and I got a phone call from someone to come and start working in advertising. And, you know, truth be told, you know, I was 23. I didn't, I didn't really know much about advertising. Um, and I knew that I was very interested in it and I was excited about learning something new, but I also knew my limitations at that time. I was like, I don't really, I don't really completely understand this. I certainly didn't go to school to study advertising. So what I did was I relied on what I felt like I had over everyone else. And this is just the competitive side of me. I was like, you know, I'm, I feel like I am an incredible designer for this place. And I feel like I can show up and demonstrate that. And then when, when that started to work its way into conceptual design, that eventually works its way into being a, tr a true art director. And, and then that's, I feel like that's when I, it started to click for me. Like, I think, I think I got my I think I got my thing, right? I know how to take what I feel like I'm good at and really, really, and then, but in the meantime, I'm going to grow these other tools, right? I'm going to learn how to do these other things because I like that stuff. And I want to, I want to, I want to be really good at that too. Um, you know, so to your earlier point, I think it's like to young creatives, um, you know, ask yourself, what, what am I really good at? Okay. Be the best at that then while you're working on all these things that you feel like you may not be really great at. And that's the job for 20 years. Yeah, that's it. That's right. That's maybe, maybe longer, Keith, you know, maybe. Yeah. maybe. <laughs> it's like, uh, you know, let's not, let's not put a ceiling on this. Let's keep it going. You know, I think the, the thing that, you know, we have to constantly fight against and figure out is time. One of the things I say to, um, my, our clients when we're in our creds presentation is that, you know, it's a quote from John Wooden. He said, be quick, but don't hurry. And totally makes sense from a basketball context, 
right? Because you got to get your ass down the court. But as you do it, don't forget all the things we taught you and all the things you practiced to get to the other side and make that left-handed layup properly, right? And I think our business is getting to that place where we, we are always going to have to be quick. But how do we do it in a way where we're not hurried, right? Um, and we start to forget all the important tools and techniques and things that we've learned to make it super crafted. I had such a great time catching up with Keith, and I knew this was a topic he'd enjoy because he's such a master of it. I hope you enjoyed it too. So far in the series, we've discussed what it's like to interrogate the power of an idea, how to articulate it simply, and how to approach the craft of bringing it to life. Next time, we'll discuss the all-important fourth element that can help it break through, be noticed, and even loved. We'll be back in your feed again with more. Be sure to check out the complete first two seasons of Gray Matter, a podcast about ideas. All episodes are available wherever you're listening to this right now. If you have questions or comments, we'd love to hear from you. Please write to us at podcastsgray.com. Thanks for listening to this bonus episode of Gray Matter. Gray Matter is hosted by John Petrulis, produced by Joey Scarillo and Danielle Hunt, mixed at Gramercy Park Studios by Guy Rosemarin, with support from post-producer Ned Martin. Additional support by Christina Hyde, John Jenkinson, Grace McDougall, and Ryan Cunningham. Gray is a global creative agency whose mission is putting famously effective ideas into the world. Check out more at gray.com.